In his outstanding book, The War on the West, author and commentator Douglas Murray took on the Leviathan of cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism, the dissolution of culture through the undermining of the bulwarks that made it possible, is dangerous for an incalculable amount of reasons. The most dangerous, however, draws from a source within us all. Murray's most poignant argument and observation of this came from a translation of a quote from philosopher Frederick Nietzsche. In his landmark work on the genealogy of morals, Nietzsche attempted to explain the origins of prejudice towards belief systems and ideologies. His cross-cultural arguments ran very deep because his central question was deep. Where does our morality come from? This is an endlessly complicated question, particularly coming from the man who claimed that God was dead by the hands of his own chosen people, a claim that has been prophetic in its accuracy. In a godless world, morality can come from anything that their killers, man, can conjure. Since Nietzsche made this claim in the late 19th century, humanity's arguments for a decentralized morality have increasingly become more absurd, distasteful, and frivolous. A popular choice for the morality flavor of the day in recent times has been justice. Justice is a very good thing. It is what allows us to know that there are consequences for actions that violate us. It is what allows us to believe that circumstances can change should they have the reason to do so. It is what allows us to create an avenue to seek fair retribution against those who go against the natural order of things by making others suffer. But justice, like too many words in the zeitgeist, has been corrupted. What we see claimed as being, quote, justice in modern times is not justice at all. It is something much else, something much more pernicious and vile. Nietzsche, being as brilliant as he was, predicted this. He knew that humans had no right to take morality, justice, into their own hands. Humans are flawed creatures. We break things more than we like to admit. Nietzsche went on to describe this phenomenon as, quote, resistment the precursor, of course, for the modern word resentment. The definition for Nietzsche's version is, quote, a psychological state arising from suppressed feelings of envy and hatred that cannot be acted upon, frequently resulting in some form of self-abasement, end quote. In layman's terms, when people feel unheard, they get angry. When they cannot act on that anger, they destroy themselves. Murray, claiming this theme is one of the centerpieces of his thesis, put it in his typical astute fashion as follows, quote, for Nietzsche, one of the dangers of the men of resistiment is that they will achieve their ultimate form of revenge, which is to turn happy people into unhappy people like themselves, to shove their misery into the faces of the, of the happy so that in due course, the happy start to be ashamed of their happiness and perhaps say to one another, it's a disgrace to be happy, end quote. It is a viable feeling and an understandable one to be angry when someone wrongs you. It is the natural response. But it cannot be a staying response, both for the welfare of you and the other person. First, it corrupts and perverts your thinking to that of irrationality, causing your brain to devolve into conniving ways of getting your peace of whomever wronged you. Second, it also causes you to succumb to depraved behavior, ones that civilized people or immature children will be appalled to embody. Sadly, this is exactly what has happened with some of the aggrieved parties in the fallout of Scribe Media. One of the hardest things about the strange role I've stumbled into is the balance between that of elitist bureaucracy and populist uprising. Both are abhorrent, and trying to mediate between the two has proven to be remarkably difficult. 
I, like every human, is sensitive to injustice. However, some things have transpired with the people I've dedicated myself to defending that need to be addressed. Earlier this week, some of my sources local to the area told me that some people who were crushed by Scribe Media's implosion had begun to show up to the home of former president and, C and CT CEO of Scribe Media, Javon McCormick. They have harassed him and his family by screaming at them. They've made his children cry out of fear and ran his wife back into the home. Additionally, the behavior of some affected parties on social media, both public and private, has been interesting, to say the least, to watch. I've heard reports from sources about former executives of Scribe Media being openly threatened in their direct messages and emails. Authors are openly branding them on their LinkedIn accounts the title of, quote, Scribe Media Victim. They mob social media accounts with unhinged tweets and replies. These people, needless to say, are idiots. Anyone who goes after the family of someone they have a problem with should be automatically be deemed as depraved and psychopathic. That behavior belongs in a Batman film or a mental institution, not in a polite society. They have been driven to madness by their victimization at the hands of scribe media and, more importantly, the weaknesses of their own minds to filter out any of these obviously pathological thoughts from manifesting to reality. They have proven themselves to be remarkably unserious people. So, therefore, we should not take them seriously. I would like to use this podcast to send a warning to these people. I have over 100 individual sources that have helped me report my findings about Scribe Media. They are everywhere. They are from places both you would and would not expect. They are impossible to find and predict. A good portion of them reside where I, Javon McCormick, and a good portion of the former Scribe Media executive team do in Austin, Texas. Since the publication of the first edition of the files, we have not stopped talking. I'm getting updates hourly. I do not know the names of the people that harassed Javon McCormick's family at his home or have threatened former Scribe Media executives and employees with violence. However, if I do happen to get the names of the people that have, I will immediately report you to the police using the Scribe Media files and my anonymous sources as proof. You will be arrested and taken to prison, where other people who attack children and threaten violence go. I have no problem using either option and will do so unashamedly and without patience. As for the second and thankfully much more common group of people, this is what I would like to say. You have been victimized. That part is unquestionable. You have been cheated and conned out of your jobs, health insurance, livelihoods, tens of thousands of dollars, and the truth. That is an unconscionable offense. It is why I've dedicated the last weeks of my life to doing where I, what I can to help you seek, as Marie Nietzsche said, justice and not revenge. However, to seek both, particularly justice and hopefully justice, you must be a person who transcends injustice. That person cannot be, both by definition and principle, a victim. A victim is the one who gets stepped on, the one whom injustice is committed against, the one who puts themselves in a position of disempowerment. They're, they are in no form nor shape to do anything about their circumstances because they have removed any source of resolve, power, and strength from their disposition. This contingent of scribes, former customers, and employees believe that this is not the case. They believe that the, by making themselves feel more pain, by making themselves suffer more, by whoring themselves out to the worst of their own inhibitions, that this somehow makes them more virtuous. 
that by claiming their temporary victimization, by clinging to it and attempting to make it a permanent victimhood, that their actions, no matter how shameful, will grant them more credence to act as petulant and tyrannical toddlers. This is false. You have no leverage nor power if you allow the people at the top, people like Javon McCormick and Megan McCracken, to pillage the real estate between your ears. You are not a victim, even though you have been victimized. There is a difference. That difference matters. No one knows that more than them. Justice comes when people are able to transcend their victimization to come up with an effective and ethical strategy. They will get what is coming to them, but I absolutely condemn how it's currently being done. To get justice, not revenge, you must present a sane and united front, not a disorganized and mob-style extortion racket. You must stand firm and strong. Do not let the people who have harmed you demoralize you. That will only lead to the current decay we are seeing amongst the weaker among you already. Instead, choose strength, choose collaboration, choose sanity. If you do, I will continue to have your back. If you don't, I will continue to do what all good journalists should do, call things as they see them. And in the way I see it now, many of you are acting incredibly heinously and stupidly. You are embodying the behavior of BLM and QAnon, not the civil rights movement and women's suffrage. This will not help, it will only hurt. No one is safe from my coverage of this story. You will either help yourselves or help the real villains of the story based off of your actions. The choice is yours. I will be here to record all of it.